Hello friends and welcome back to another episode of Spilling the Tea with me, your friend, Allison Unplugged. Oh, I'm so sorry we don't hear any birds chirping. We might in a little bit, but the weather is looking like it's going to storm here pretty good and I'm all right with that because here we definitely need the rain. Oh my gosh, it's been, this has been like one of the driest springs or summers that I can uh, personally remember encountering. So those of you out there suffering <laughs> like I am doing a little rain dance and hoping it comes your way. So, oh, you guys, today I kind of want to talk about, it's going to be a little melancholy a little bit um, maybe like if you've had a person that has passed over pretty recently this might not be a conversation for you might be a little triggering so just be mindful of that and this episode is going to be in honor of my maternal grandmother who recently just passed Esther Augustine amazing amazing awesome woman I'm gonna tell you a little bit about her but really I am here to kind of talk about the end of life process I'm here to talk about our aging elders or possibly you know frail or sick people who are not doing very well and maybe how to help people cross over and go a little bit more in peace and maybe not just for them but for their families too so i do hope that this episode speaks to a couple people it's been a chat that's been on my heart for a little bit so obviously i'm going to try to do it very mindfully mindfully i also realize that i work in the healthcare system i work with geriatrics and i have a love for seniors anybody that's been listening to me for a while or knows me knows that I am the senior whisperer and uh, love them dearly and advocate for them all the time. But also sometimes I'm a little bit like desensitized in this area or maybe exposed and experienced is another way to look at it. So here's my own little personal thoughts, philosophies, theories on it. I hope it speaks to you a little bit or maybe we'll help you deal with some things and another thing I've never really said on here but if there's ever a podcast that you feel like could speak to someone or assist someone through something they're going to I definitely hope you hit that little share button send it to them in a message with a little smiley face thinking of you holding space for you sometimes you don't have the right words but maybe there's a topic we've chatted on here about that would speak to someone that you know could benefit as well. So, of course, I appreciate that little share button. And I don't know, maybe take a big deep breath. Maybe grab a picture of a loved one that this might be speaking to you about. Light a candle. Get cozy. And let's take a couple big deep breaths. And maybe take a couple more. <laughs> so, I realize that 
as my boyfriend calls me, being the geriatric whisperer, <laughs> that I might have a little bit, you know, of a different viewpoint on certain things. And maybe I can shed some light regarding the end of life process to some folks. I know that after my grandma Esther passed away, my uncle kind of took me aside and just said thank you so much for some of the insight I shared with him and what to expect and the phases of the process. And it kind of helped him be a little bit more prepared. I will say in some ways it did, has, does, desensitized me just a little bit and I did notice that with the passing of my grandma so much in a way that even my <laughs> my boyfriend has kind of taken me aside and been like are you coping or dealing because I don't see much feelings going on and not that I wasn't sad and upset but I also had had a, the most beautiful loveliest time with my grandma several months ago when I actually went up solo first time ever and we had talked about a lot of really interesting things. We had talked about the death process. We had talked about what she thinks the afterlife looks like. I mean, we've had some pretty deep, interesting conversations. And she was healthy and in shape and in a good place, I think, mentally, emotionally, and very spiritually um, is a woman of faith. And I, I don't I didn't think she was scared about the process at all. So with that being said, I just had some, and she was ready to go see my grandpa. I mean, we're all ready to see my grandpa, but um, in many ways, you know, I felt like she was ready without her really saying that she was ready, you know, because she was in good shape. She was still planning a trip and this and that, et cetera, et cetera, and her health declined pretty rapidly. And... Honestly, even at the, you know, near the last few weeks, she said that she was not really in any pain. She was fairly comfortable, had a few side effects of medicine she didn't like, but, you know, that happens. And for the most part, Esther Augustine died in like the most beautiful, loveliest of ways. She was put up at this gorgeous hospice house that she had volunteered at for quite a while. And it was a Taj Mahal of, of, beautiful hospice houses let me tell you gorgeous gardens a private balcony for her to sit and sunbathe in and big enough for the whole family to come and just celebrate and honor this woman in person and it was a beautiful beautiful experience and while not everybody gets that I am gonna say also in my field of work I do think it's interesting that I would truly say that I have witnessed way more peaceful, positive passings than I've seen fear and pain-based, I, I will just say. So if death and the dying process is something that scares you and you have someone you know that is going or going to be going through an end-of-life process, uh, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but you need to get comfortable with it real quick. So you need to uh, prepare yourself. You need to do some research. You need to also don't take this the hard way, but you also need to get over yourself and realize that you need to be the bigger person and just to hold space for that person. Um, I personally 
think, you know, we do not enter this world alone, and I really don't think that we should pass alone. I think that the passing process is something that should be honored and celebrated and respected and cherished. And again, being that senior care advocate, uh, especially, there's just so many people that I felt like are discarded because, you know, the end of life is coming and people don't really know how to handle it. And so therefore they just kind of disappear. And y'all, uh, that's just, in my opinion, like a really selfish way to handle it. And, and face your fears also, because the only reason you're scared of it is because we don't really know what's on the other side. So it's also very hard for us, obviously, to lose the people that we love. But again, depending on your thoughts, theories, beliefs, um, who says we're losing them at all? You know, maybe we're gaining them in some other more magical, magical space and place. So I just invite you to look at it maybe a little bit of a different way. I also want to share, I know that was a little harsh, so I'm sorry about some of that. But um, like I said, I'm a little desensitized. <laughs> I try to teach families how to advocate for their loved ones while they're still here. Because otherwise, you're just going to end up with immense guilt later on that you didn't handle yourself properly. So let's pull up our big girl panties and just do the work for a little bit. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to give you a few little tools if you're still listening and not over, <laughs> not over me. Okay. And just know that I'm saying this all with love. I truly am. I just, it's something that I'm pretty passionate about and I'm kind of surprised I haven't talked about it now, but so here's just a few tools. When you don't know what to say or do, say or do nothing. <laughs> I know that seems silly, but it's really that simple. All you have to go and do is just go sit by their bedside and hold their hand. When they look at you and say something and you don't even know how to respond, you just tell them, I don't know what to say, Grandma. You say, you know, I'm going to miss you. You say, I love you. You say whatever piece you need to. But go and sit, for heaven's sakes. They're not looking at you to solve all the world's problems. They're not looking at you to play 20 questions. Well, maybe some. I've known some. <laughs> that kind of grill their grandchildren before they leave this earth, which is kind of funny too. And just the way that they handle things. But that's good too, because then they're just chit-chatting and giving you a hard time like they do. Most people are pleasantly surprised by how alert and orientated uh, their loved ones are near the end. A lot of times there is a second batch or dose of energy and alertness. And a lot of times that is a really, truly beautiful way to have some closure, say the goodbyes, say the things that you need to say. And for them, likewise, I have heard of some pretty profound, magical moments that have happened near the end. Sometimes that little boost of energy can come two weeks before they actually pass away. Um, sometimes it can happen a matter of hours before. So that's all very different for different types of people. And sometimes they eat up until the very end. Sometimes I have seen people, you know, not eat for a few weeks and still 
hang on another big misconception is and i should shouldn't say misconception i am definitely no expert but i will say another thing that i hear a lot of people say is that if somebody seems to be taking a very long time to pass away that they're typically waiting on someone and I will just be honest and say I have seen that, but I've also seen the opposite. I've also very much seen where maybe in some ways, like my grandma, that there was so much company and so many people coming to say their goodbyes and so many people coming to hug her one more time and to hear one more story that this woman probably had more visitors the last couple of weeks than she did in quite some time and don't get me wrong the lady was well loved and had many people that came to check on her a lot but it was and she also didn't want to rest or do anything she was like a child which we told her because she didn't want to she's like we're like grandma take a nap and she's like absolutely not i'm not gonna i don't want to miss out on such and such you know these people are on their way or i'll only take a nap if you wake me up when you know so there were stipulations about her napping and i'm like lady and she's like, well, I'll be sleeping enough later on. And she wasn't wrong. So how are you going to argue with the woman? You don't. And I learned that from my grandpa. So that's one person you don't argue with is grandma. And uh, with all that being said, everybody, again, it looks different. So um, some people do not do do not want to sleep maybe they're a little scared that when they do they won't wake back up and maybe they are waiting to see a person but also on the flip side sometimes they're waiting for everyone to leave sometimes i did tell my mom and my uncle you know i said to be honest with you you know sleep on the couch if you want to but if i were you i would tell grandma good night every night <clears throat> and tell her that you're going to the house and you'll be back in the morning. And that way, you know, if she feels the need to pass why you're gone, that gives her kind of permission to do so. Sometimes also, I will say they need your permission. I know that my grandma was very worried about my aunt and uncle or my mother and my uncle because <laughs> she I guess she is concerned that they can't handle themselves but she's like well who's going to take care of them and I said well they we they do have adult children we'll do our best to look after them you know and it was kind of funny but you know so sometimes you need to give them permission that it is okay to go sometimes you need to let them know that you're going to be okay without them and because uh, you're never without them. They're just physically not here on earth. So while they are, hold their hand, rub their feet, rub their hands, stroke their hair, do the things, play the favorite music, sing the church hymns, um, read them the, their favorite book of Psalms, you know, whatever it is. If you don't know what to say or do, don't make it complicated and just do something simple. You know, um, this one lady I know, she was having a really hard time and her grandma was kind of near the end of her life. And she was like, I just don't even know <clears throat> how to like be there. And I said, and she, they love to, and I don't know if it was knitting or crocheting. I'm sorry. Don't get mad, mom, that I don't know the difference. But um, <laughs> one or the other. And they always, her uh, grandmother had taught her how to do it. 
and they were always like working on something, you know, together. So I told her, I said, well, you should just come and do your crocheting by your grandma's bedside. And like that, that's it. Don't, don't make it more complicated and just play some tunes that you normally would have in the apartment and call it a day. And she later just gave me the biggest hug and said it was something so simple, like just in the midst of the heartache, she didn't quite know what to do with with herself, you know, and I think that's very common. So sometimes we just need to like help people snap out of it and be like, listen, go and do this with your father right now like you know go go take your grandpa and go do this go grab a chocolate milkshake and go watch the sunset like whatever it is just go do the things and don't make it complicated it truly can be that simple and also especially if these are your elders that are passing they're not looking at you to do anything they're the elder just be with them there was many, many times, I'm sure, that you were an infant, a child, and they probably just held you in their arms and there was nothing else that was said. And they just loved you and nurtured you. And that was it. Some of the most beautiful things happen in silence. And again, they're your elders. They're there to guide you through this process in many ways and if they do seem a little scared and uncertain then you just have to do things to give them back a little bit of peace and confidence so whatever that means think think in their head does that mean you know their favorite chocolate cake and you just you know have them in the kitchen while you're doing it and chatting about the good old days it is it you know playing church hymns on the piano is it putting in their old favorite andy griffith episode you know whatever it is just do it with them and it doesn't have to be complicated so i hope some of this maybe shed some light uh i could maybe do a part two if there if you all were interested in and maybe hearing about how to handle some other things. Also, I do really mean it being a senior care advocate. If you're dealing with anybody with, you know, cognitive memory issues, physical health issues, if you're a caregiver for anybody, you know, please reach out to me. I do have some really awesome resources and connections, and I'm always happy to share and help connect the dots if there's any way I can assist any of you. I know about a lot of, well, not a lot, but for example, this come, well, by the time this is released, it'll be yesterday. Um, but monthly at my work, there is a caregiver series that's done via Zoom, which is beautifully done. Oh my gosh, this lady is freaking amazing. I always feel bad that I'm getting paid for the hour because she helps us meditate and take some big deep breaths and then gives you some tools and tricks on how to be a caregiver without burnout and taking care of yourself as well as your loved one and just put some different things in perspective. And uh, that's just one example of maybe 80 different 
ways that I could assist you. So I'm always just a phone call away. Uh, I don't know the answers to everything, but I almost always know an expert that does that I'm happy to introduce you to. So if you are anything from trying to figure out how to get some home health services in your parents' homes, if you're wondering about hospice care, if you need to know about senior care communities like independent living versus supportive living versus you know, assisted and memory care and what a skilled nursing facility is versus SNF and the difference between Medicare versus Medicaid, any of those things. You all, that that is what I do for a living on my day to day. I don't want to say nine to five because it's not always, but you know, the, um, the bread and butter of my income, That that's what I do. And I love what I do. And I feel honored that I get to do what I do. So if I can be your girl and help you advocate for your loved ones, uh, please reach out. Please reach out. Uh, Allison Unplugged at gmail.com. You can always shoot me a message on Instagram. And again, if you know anybody that could benefit from this episode, please share it. Please, um, please do, because that's what I'm here for. That is definitely part of this life's work for me is advocating for these seniors and helping me through these last phases. And that also means the families too. And it's not easy, but it can be beautiful. So I'm here to help you through that. I thank you all for listening. This was quite a bit longer than they have been recently, but I love you all and we'll chat soon.